Okay, I'm going to squish perfectionism in just 30 seconds. So if you look at the podcast cover art for this podcast, just go on Spotify or Apple or whatever you're listening on right now, and you just zoom in on it, if it's still the pink background with the little head inside the head, you're going to see that underneath the ponytail, the color of the background doesn't match up. Like it's like a lighter shade where the hair is compared to the pink background. And for the life of me, I couldn't figure out how to get the color the same. And I even paid someone to try to do it for me. And they couldn't figure it out on the app either. And you know what? I decided that I was just going to leave it imperfect and release the podcast without having this professionally edited or done. You know, years ago, this would have driven me crazy. But it was just a little nudge to myself just to remind me of what I already know right, was that the secret ingredient in life is you being completely yourself, 100% yourself, flaws and all, and knowing that that's enough. And so today we are going to talk about how to beat perfectionism, how scarcity mindset has something to do with this, and how to heal your inner child in learning to be completely okay with who you are. Hi, I'm Gloria Zhang, and after 10 years of struggling in toxic relationships, I attracted the love of my life by healing my inner child. This podcast is your weekly dose of my expertise as a therapist and dating relationship coach for high achievers. Learn tips to overcome low self-worth, emotional baggage, and childhood trauma so that you too can step into your power and attract the love you desire. Welcome to the Inner Child Podcast. So guess what? Perfectionism isn't really about being perfect. It's about wanting others to think that you're perfect because deep down you still believe that your flaws make you unacceptable and that you think that somehow creating this illusion of perfection will distract people from seeing what's really going on inside. Because what the world really, really needs is you being authentically you. And the secret ingredient in life is you. It's not about the fluff and the frills or the words that you say or the things that you wear, the identity that you've created, but it's about the way that you say things. It's about the way that you show up for your values, for the people around you. It's about you and your energy and that that is enough. And that really does outshine all of this conditioning on what we're supposed to be doing, what we're supposed to look like. And of course, it comes from that wounded child that believes that that child needs to be in a straight line, needs to do, look, or think, or feel a certain way to be accepted and to be loved. And I just wanted to let you know that the Inner Child Starter Kit, which is free, has been revamped and it looks way better than it did before. So if you want access to it, all you have to do is write a five-star review for my podcast, screenshot it, and send it to me, either on Instagram at ByGloriaZang, or you can go onto my website and email it to me if you don't have Instagram. Any sort of review really, really helps me a lot and helps get this podcast bumped up and reach more people. 
Now, as I was saying about my podcast cover art, I went against a lot of business advice that said, you know, the podcast cover art has to appear a certain way. Otherwise, you're not going to get any listeners. Otherwise, you're going to fail. And I really just didn't listen to any of that at all because I followed what was authentic and true to me. And at that point of time, I had blew all of my podcast budget on the audio editing. I spent money on getting the music made and all this other stuff, and so I was left with designing the artwork by myself. And even though I did try to pay someone to fix the color and the formatting, they couldn't figure out how to do it. Like, oh my god, it was so funny! Like they zoomed it out so that the ponytail wasn't even in frame, so it was just like a face, right? And I was trying to explain, like, I need to see the whole image, right? Otherwise, you can't see that it's the inner child inside the adult. At some point, I was just like, I'm out of money, and maybe it's supposed to be this way because I looked at it and I thought, you know what? It's not perfect, but that's okay because neither am I. I didn't make this podcast to sell perfection, and I didn't want to get listeners because of how perfect the content was or how perfect and professional the artwork looked. I made this podcast because I have a message to share about inner child healing. Because I'm so passionate about mental health, you know, from working in mental health for so many years, and that this inner child stuff is something I really, really believe in. And so, I hope that even if you never join my programs or that if you never work with me, I hope you can still feel my heart through this podcast. Because every time I record an episode. I do a little meditation and I make a clear intention on what message I really want to get across, and I still want all of you, anyone who's listening, to still get a ton of value over this free content as well, because it really matters to me. And part of my values is showing up authentically and being genuine. And that means even though I'm a you know quote unquote professional mental health person. But I'm still going to share stories about myself if I feel like it's relevant to what I'm talking about, and because I want to be, you know, relatable to you. Yes, I have worked through a lot of stuff through the years, but I'm telling you this because I want you to know that if I can do it, you can too. And I believe that anybody can apply these principles of inner child healing to their own lives, and that they really can be free of all these things. Two of the pillars that I'm going to be teaching in my program coming up is called introspection and unconditional love for yourself, and that's the complete opposite of perfectionism. So that group program and combined with the course is actually coming out this summer. So if you want to get on the waitlist, you can click on the show notes or go to my website. I'm super super excited about it. But personally, I have not had a single self-loathing thought for about two years. And if I think about all the stuff I went through growing up, I feel like I lived, you know, ten people's lives. I really do feel like a different person now, and sometimes I can't even believe that I was able to work through those things, right? But that's why I teach all this stuff because with the right tools and the right principles and the right framework to understand all this inner child stuff, you can do it. So some of perfectionism comes from something called the fatal flaw, and what the fatal flaw means is that you believe that there is just something inherently wrong with you, that there is just something that's shameful or unlovable or just wrong or bad about you, right? And you worry that because you have this 
gaping emptiness or this gaping wrongness. That if people see the real you, that they're going to think that about you too. And it's so painful to talk about this because it really influences everything that you do and you think. And I'm going to give you a little sample of how I used to feel growing up, right? And I felt this so deeply, especially in my teenhood, especially in my early 20s, where I had this feeling, and you might relate to this, where I always felt like around other people, like I was on a stage somehow, and that everyone was just judging and scrutinizing and watching my every single move. Like I felt like the spotlight was always on me. And I would be so self-conscious about how much I was smiling. You know, was my shirt tucked in? I would be self-conscious about the way that I walked, like how gently my footsteps were. I didn't trust that the things I said would sound credible enough or I would try to back it up with like science or I would try to quote other people just to make myself feel credible. I used to obsessively fix my makeup and my hair. And even if I had just one tiny pimple, I would just be so obsessed over that one pimple. And I would, you know, go to the bathroom like every hour at one point to like cover it up with foundation and make sure it didn't smudge eye contact, right? I had a hard time even making eye contact with cashiers or waiters or even just like random people on the street. I think I mentioned this in my introduction episode. But, you know, with like the obsessive hair makeup, like the eye contact, it was almost as if I felt like if people looked into my eyes long enough, or if they saw through my makeup, or they saw through my pimples, that somehow they would look into my soul and realize and confirm in me that I really wasn't good enough. And it's just so sad thinking about this, right? You know, how many years I spent just hiding myself behind this mask of perfection, because I was so scared to be seen. And I'm getting a bit emotional talking about this because it was just such a painful place to be. And when I think back on that girl, right, when I was 14 or 15, just getting acne for the first time. And when I think back to even when I was like 24 or 23 years old, I just want to hug that little Gloria. Right? I just want to hug young Gloria and just say to her, like, oh, my goodness, like, you have nothing to prove right? There's no one that you need to convince of your worth because you have so much going for you and you don't even know it yet. You don't even know it yet. And you're just here to be yourself. It sounds kind of cheesy, but you really are here to shine your light. And you're not here to dim your light just because it makes someone uncomfortable or just because it challenges someone else's beliefs. You're here to shine your light and to break the rules, and to challenge norms, and break traditions, and push the boundaries of what human expression can really be. Because you're you, right? You know, a lot of these internalized beliefs that keep us in perfectionism has a lot to do with growing up. And there was a time where I would only hang out with people for a certain amount of time, because I thought that once I ran out of things to say perfectly, that they would somehow find out who I really was. And then they wouldn't like me for who I truly was. <laughs> Again, it's just so sad thinking about this. 
but I don't feel that way anymore. <laughs> you know, I work through a lot of the stuff and it took years and years of working through this stuff where these beliefs just don't exist in my body anymore. That's the best way that I can describe it, where the deep conditioning is not there anymore, right? I can sort of see things from an objective point of view. So for me growing up, of course, I had a lot of attachment trauma from my family just through adoption trauma at like a super, super young age and just moving homes constantly. No consistency, right? And at the same time, I had internalized racism from growing up in a community where I was one of the few Asian kids, right? So I had very conflicting messages. On one hand, I internalized these stereotypes like all Asians look the same. But at the same time, my parents were giving me a message that I was too much. They always thought I was too sensitive. I cry too much, like too much to handle. So imagine how hard it is going through life as a kid, as a teenager, trying to stand out, but at the same time, trying not to be too much at the same time. Right. So I spent so many years going through all these like image changes. Like my hair has been every single color of the rainbow. Like if you look at my Facebook history and I was in so many subcultures. Right. And, you know, I was like an emo scene kid, <laughs> like my goth face. And then I went through like a super serious phase. Right. Where I just wanted to wear professional clothes. And then it changed again. Now. I guess what I need to mention is that there is nothing wrong with these subcultures. Like, I love these subcultures. I still love the goth look. I love the edgy look. I love the anime subculture. So there's nothing wrong with these looks. Fashion is an amazing way to express yourself. But if you're like me, right, if you have that people-pleasingness, that core wound in you, then you might be entering these subcultures for the wrong reason. And that's to do with this wanting to look perfect and to feel accepted for the image that you have, not for who you truly are on the inside. And what happens sometimes is that these subcultures that you belong to or your hair color, right, or this identity of perfection that you've constructed becomes a shield for this lack of true self-identity on the inside, Right. So this shield kind of covers up and it kind of compensates for this lack of a real foundation for who you truly are on the inside and a belief that you're not good enough as yourself and that you have to do all these extravagant things and leap through hoops or make a certain amount of money or wear a certain type of clothing brand or have certain types of friends or use certain types of language to feel okay. Right? It goes so, so deep. And something I wanted to share with you is that last year, I think it was inspired by the pandemic, actually, I chose to dye my hair back to its natural color, back to black. Because before then, I think I was still kind of like flip flopping before hair colors. Like I was in a band before. So in my band, we all agreed to dye our hair separate colors. Like we all wanted our own color, right? And so like I wasn't really thinking about it too much back then. Like I was, okay, you know, that made sense. And my hair was blue for a while. But then afterwards during the pandemic, like if you've ever had blue hair, you know that it washes out very quickly. 
And if you don't retouch it, it kind of turns into like this swamp monster, like the swamp monster looking color. It's like a fading green and it was starting to look like seaweed at some point. And so I thought, you know what? I just want to go back to what I used to look like. And I'm not saying that you can't color your hair. So please, please don't take it this way, right? Because again, it's different for everybody, right? And if you're someone who felt really repressed, then actually dyeing your hair would be a very liberating thing to do. But because I come from the opposite, right? I used to dye my hair color to sort of run away from my problems. I went back to my natural hair color and learned to just love myself for who I really was. And to enjoy that black color that I used to feel really insecure about because I would think, you know, all Asians look the same or whatever. And, you know, I love the hair color now. Like, I love like the contrast of the deep black and I really am okay with it. Like, it's so weird to say, you know, like 10 years ago when I was like 20, I never thought I would have gotten to a place where I could just be okay with myself not looking perfect. Right? Not looking like I just spent hours, you know, putting myself together. And I mean, these days, sometimes I'll go out on the street looking like a stereotypical Asian auntie. I'll have like the visor and the glasses, the mismatched tracksuit. And I don't care what people think of me anymore. Where I don't care if they think I look like every other Asian person. And I don't care if they think I look really weird or different. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not here for other people's entertainment. I can't control what they think at the end. And no matter how hard I try to change my appearance, people are going to think those things anyway. Right? So again, I would go back to episode number four, which is about people pleasing. And then episode number five, which is all about this needing to be the best thing. Right? And just realize that Because you grew up with a people-pleasing brain, you're conditioned to think about things from the other person's point of view. And it's probably hard to imagine life not needing to be like that. But what would life look like if you just did things because you wanted to do them? And another thing I want to mention is that perfectionism isn't really about those things. It's not really about having the right hair color or the right job or about having your nose look a certain way, because if it really was about those things, then everyone would have the exact same insecurities, right? But everyone's insecurities are different. So it's actually about none of those things. And it's about this internal feeling of not enoughness that you already have. And you're projecting that not enoughness to those external qualities, right? And so it's never going to be enough. If you're projecting your not enoughness onto how much attention that you get from other people, then no matter how much attention you get, right, no matter how attractive you think that you look, it's never going to feel enough because it's not really about that. It's about what's in here. And this is a good segue into abundance or scarcity mindset. So scarcity mindset is really when you grow up in survival mode, You're so fixated on surviving that it's all about quantity over quality. You feel like you can't even risk to lose one thing, one dollar, one person who likes you. 
And so you kind of focus on hoarding things and focusing on trying to get as much of this thing as possible. And that's because internally you feel insecure. But abundance mindset is about knowing that you are already enough as you are and knowing that no matter what happens in life, because shit happens in life, knowing that you will be able to handle things and knowing that you will be able to overcome things no matter how difficult it is and that it then becomes quality over quantity, right? It's not about trying to get as much approval as possible or trying to hoard as much resources as possible. It's not about having a hundred people that like you superficially, but maybe it's about having those three to four specific people that will truly accept and like you for who you really are. And that that is enough that you don't actually need all that stuff You don't need all the frill and distractions and the fluff, but that all you need is that select few quality over quantity that you get to choose, right? You get to have a a say over and that learning to believe and learning to teach that inner child that that is enough and it's always been enough because the abundance, right? The good enoughness has already been inside you all along and you don't need all this stuff on the outside. So let's do a quick call to action. So number one is recognize when you're stuck between two dichotomies. What I mean by that is, do you feel like you're trying to achieve this level of perfection or you feel like you're trying to challenge the stereotypes of whatever it is that you're worried about? So let's just get rid of all of these standards altogether and think about the third option, which is it's not about what other people think, but what do you want to do, right? Do you really want to do this thing for yourself because it lights you up? Or are you trying to achieve this thing because that's what you think other people expect of you? Number two is think back to your childhood and remember when you were taught to feel ashamed when you were criticized or made to feel embarrassed for being yourself or maybe doing something that's outside of the norm? When did you first learn to be ashamed of who you really are? And talk to that old view, right? Look at that little version of you and forgive yourself for having to adopt this survival strategy and forgive yourself for feeling so much sadness for not being able to be who you really are. Right. Sometimes I look at old pictures of myself and, you know, I just want to kiss myself and, and tell that little version of me that it's okay. Right. That I wish I could have been there to tell myself that I was okay just being the way that I am. And number three is if you want to learn more about these core wounds, you can get a free copy of my guide to inner child healing just by going on my website. So by gloriazang.com slash guide and just put in your email and you'll get a free copy with some tips on how to start uncovering those core wounds that are creating these patterns in your life. Or you can click in the show notes and get access to that free guide. So as we're wrapping things up, you're probably wondering, you know, what is my identity now, right? If I had to outgrow all those identities. Well, you know, I'm a little bit of all those things. I don't play in a band at the moment, but I still love music. I'm not like a goth kid anymore, but I still appreciate different fashion styles. 
I still love anime. Obviously, I'm still a therapist, even though I don't agree with everything that mental health was built on, right? And I'm challenging some of the norms about mental health. So I'm not bound by any of these things. I can still appreciate bits and pieces of all these different things that I really like, but I don't have to feel like I'm forcing myself to be a perfect mold or archetype of what that thing should look like. And, you know, these days I dress and wear whatever I feel like on that day. Some days I want to be more comfortable and other days I just feel like putting on a beautiful dress and I don't limit myself to what I think I should be looking like and I'm not trying to actively rebel against it either, right? Like going the opposite to try to prove a point either. I'm not trying to fit anything and I'm just kind of going by what I really feel like. And you know what? I know that you can get there too, right? You can get to that place of just true freedom where you're just not as bothered by these things anymore. And so I congratulate you for listening to this episode and following along on this journey. So thank you so much, everyone. Again, I just want to mention if you want to leave that five-star review and send it to me, I will give you access to the brand new Inner Child Starter Kit. Thank you so much. I will see you in the next one. If you love this episode, please hit subscribe and give us a five-star review. It really helps me a lot. So thank you. To join the community and get your daily dose of inner child tips, follow me on Instagram and social media at ByGloriaZang or visit ByGloriaZang.com. If you're a high achiever or an entrepreneur who wants to work with me, message me the words high achiever and I'll get in touch. Thanks, bestie. See you in the next one.